Lord, open thou my lips, and my mouth shall show forth thy praise. Make haste, O God, to deliver me. Make haste to help me, O Lord. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Praise to thee, O Christ, King of eternal glory. Worship the Lord in the beauty of holiness. Give unto the Lord, O ye mighty, give unto the Lord glory and strength. Give unto the Lord the glory due unto his name. Worship the Lord in the beauty of holiness. The voice of the Lord is upon the waters. The God of glory thundereth. The Lord is upon many waters. The voice of the Lord is powerful. The voice of the Lord is full of majesty. The voice of the Lord breaketh the cedars, yea, the Lord breaketh the cedars of Lebanon. He maketh them also to skip like a calf, Lebanon and Syrian like a young unicorn. The voice of the Lord divideth the flames of fire. The voice of the Lord shaketh the wilderness. The Lord shaketh the wilderness of Kadesh. The voice of the Lord maketh the hinds to calve, and discovereth the forests. And in his temple doth every one speak of his glory. Worship the Lord in the beauty of holiness. The Lord sitteth upon the flood, yea, the Lord sitteth king forever. The Lord will give strength unto his people, the Lord will bless his people with peace. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Worship the Lord in the beauty of holiness. The Old Testament for this Wednesday Vespers of Oculi is written in the first chapter of Genesis, beginning at the third verse. In the beginning God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was formless and empty. Darkness was on the surface of the deep, and God's Spirit was hovering over the surface of the waters. God said, Let there be light, and there was light. O Lord, have mercy upon us. Thanks be to God. The epistle is written in the third chapter of Titus, beginning at the first verse. Remind the church to be in subjection to the rulers and to authorities, to be obedient, to be ready for every good work, to speak evil of no one, not to be contentious, to be gentle, showing all humility toward all men. For we were also once foolish, disobedient, deceived, serving various lusts and pleasures, living in malice and envy, hateful and hating one another. But when the kindness of God our Savior and his love toward mankind appeared, not by works of righteousness which we did ourselves, but according to his mercy, he saved us through the washing of regeneration and renewing by the Holy Spirit, whom he poured out on us richly through Jesus Christ our Savior, that being justified by his grace, we might be made heirs according to the hope of eternal life. This saying is faithful and concerning these things, I desire that you affirm confidently, so that those who have believed God may be careful to maintain good works. These things are good and profitable to men. But shun foolish questionings, genealogies, strife, and disputes about the law, for they are unprofitable and vain. 
avoid a factious man after a first and second warning, knowing that such a one is perverted and sins, being self-condemned. O Lord, have mercy upon us. Thanks be to God. The Small Catechism, Holy Baptism, the Third Part. How can water do such great things? It is not the water indeed that does them, but the word of God which is in and with the water, and faith which trusts such word of God in the water. For without the word of God the water is simple water and no baptism, but with the word of God it is a baptism, that is, a gracious water of life and a washing of regeneration in the Holy Ghost. As St. Paul says, Titus chapter 3, by the washing of regeneration and renewing of the Holy Ghost, which he shed on us abundantly through Jesus Christ, our Savior, that, being justified by his grace, we should be made heirs according to the hope of eternal life. This is a faithful saying. The Holy Gospel is according to St. John, the third chapter. Now there was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews. The same came to him by night and said to him, Rabbi, we know that you are a teacher come from God, for no one can do these signs that you do unless God is with him. Jesus answered, Amen, amen, I tell you, unless one is born anew, he cannot see God's kingdom. Nicodemus said to him, How can a man be born when he is old? Can he enter a second time into his mother's womb and be born? Jesus answered, Amen, amen, I tell you, unless one is born of water and spirit, he cannot enter into God's kingdom. That which is born of the flesh is flesh. That which is born of the spirit is spirit. Do not marvel that I said to you, you must be born anew. The wind blows where it wants to, and you hear its sound, but don't know where it comes from and where it is going. So is everyone who is born of the Spirit. Nicodemus answered him, How can these things be? Jesus answered him, Are you the teacher of Israel, and don't understand these things? Amen, amen, I tell you, we speak that which we know, and testify of that which we have seen, and you do not receive our witness. If I told you earthly things and you don't believe, how will you believe if I tell you heavenly things? No one has ascended into heaven, but he who descended out of heaven, the Son of Man, who is in heaven. As Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, even so must the Son of Man be lifted up, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have eternal life. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have eternal life. For God did not send his Son into the world to judge the world, but that the world should be saved through him. He who believes in him is not judged. He who doesn't believe has been judged already, because he has not believed in the name of the one and only Son of God. This is the judgment that the light has come into the world, and men love the darkness rather than the light. For their works were evil. For everyone who does evil hates the light, and doesn't come to the light, lest his works would be exposed. But he who does the truth comes to the light, that his works may be revealed, that they have been done in God. O Lord, have mercy upon us. 
Thanks be to God. Rend your heart and not your garments, and turn unto the Lord your God, for he is gracious and merciful. Let the wicked forsake his way, and the unrighteous man his thoughts, and let him return unto the Lord, and he will have mercy upon him, for he is gracious and merciful. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, for he is gracious and merciful. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. How can water do such great things? That's not a question that Luther came up with on his own. The question itself was actually an attack on Luther by radical reformers of the day that rejected the idea that baptism can save. And you've probably heard these attacks before, that baptism can't save, only Jesus can save. That water can't forgive sins, only Jesus can forgive sins. As if they were saying, water can't do all those great things you claim, it's just water. And really it's quite astounding when Christians speak that way about water. Is it really true that nothing great happens with water? Well, have you not read the opening chapters of Genesis? You have the opening verses there in your bulletin. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was without form and void, and darkness was on the face of the deep, and the Spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters. Then God spoke. God said, let there be light. And there's much here. There's a lot revealed here. Here is God the Father. Here's the Spirit of God. Here's God speaking with his word. So the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit right there. The Father, the Word, and the Spirit. Right there in the first three opening verses of the Scriptures. There's the Trinity. And what do you see there right with the Trinity? What's he doing? He's creating. And in his creating act, there's one other thing mentioned with the Trinity. You can see it right there. The waters. And notice that water is the one physical object where Genesis doesn't teach how it's created. It doesn't tell us how God created water. There's no doubt that water is God's creation. But so essential is water to God's creating act that it's just mentioned in the opening without explanation. It's just there because it's God's most basic physical creating element. There was a church father called Irenaeus, and he describes creation in this way, that God the Father used his two hands, the Spirit and his Word. And with those two hands, he created from this water. So that as the Spirit hovered over the waters, and as God spoke his Word, through that Word was everything created. So that with his two hands in the water, God created light, the heavens, the seas, the dry ground, grass, vegetation, the sun, the moon, and all the lights of heaven, the creatures of the waters, the creatures of the heavens, creatures of dry ground. And then throughout all of that, in the image and likeness of God himself, God created mankind from the spirit, the word, water, and dust. It's true, even in the creation, that water by itself would be just plain water. If it was just water by itself, there would be no creation. But by the Spirit, 
It is the word of God in and with the water through which everything was created. Everything was generated out of nothing by water, the spirit, and the word. And that creation, that's still our reality today. The creation which God created is the creation he also sustains from the day of creation to today. From creation came the birth of Adam and all mankind. And through Adam and Noah and his son and his sons comes all mankind. All the different cultures, societies, races, and nations, all of it come from Adam and Noah and his sons. And from that comes you and me. And from that creation comes our reality. The parents to whom we were born, the last names that we carry, the place where we grew up was the place that we were born, where we went to school. In that creation is the spouse to whom we're married, that we're made one flesh with. Through that creation is the children blessed to us, the jobs that we work, our very genetics and our traits with which we received in the physical reality in which we live. All of that came from God's creation. Because God's Spirit and Word in the water, they didn't just start creation. They've sustained creation, continued creating through creation. And that gives us the physical reality in which we live today. Which shows when God creates with water by the Spirit, the Word, it's a complete and total act, a complete and total work in which He remains intimately involved. How can water do such great things? Can we really take that as a serious accusation? Especially as we look at Genesis 1 and 2, how God uses the waters in His Spirit through His Word. Of course water can do such great things. Yet with all that, we also see how necessary faith is in receiving all that God created. Look at the fall. What happens there? Man rejects the Word of God for the lies of the serpent. As man rejects the Word, he rejects the Spirit with the Word. Rejects the faith completely. When man rejected the word of the Spirit, God, came, God said to man as he came to man, and he told man that as he came from dust, to dust he shall return. That is to say, after mankind rejected the word, rejected the Spirit, God also removed his one creating physical element, water, from man. And man returns to be nothing but dust. So that when man rejected the word and the spirit and lost God's creating element in which he gives life, all that was left of man was dust and death. The corruption of man in the fall is the tearing apart of how God created him. By the spirit and the word, water is activated. It does great things. And all of it is received in faith. The faith that the spirit also creates through the word. How can water do such great things? And if the creation account isn't enough of an answer, listen to what St. Paul says right there in Titus. He says, God saved us, God saved us through the washing of rebirth and renewal by the Holy Spirit, whom he poured out on us generously through Jesus Christ our Savior, so that having been justified by his grace, we might become heirs, having the hope of eternal life. This is a trustworthy saying. And just as we did for the opening verses of Genesis, let's do again here. Right here in the words of Paul, we have God the Father, we have the Spirit, we have Christ, the Word incarnate, 
And here again is water in the washing. Yet instead of the original act of creation, Paul says that this is a rebirth, a renewal. He doesn't say creation, he says rebirth. Sometimes called regeneration. They're all the same thing. That is, baptism is a recreation. A recreation that we can say is a new creation because what has been corrupted has been purified, washed, cleansed. And again, we can say by itself, in Paul's example, by itself, water is just plain water. If it's just water, it's, baptism is no more than a brief shower. Water by itself can't create anything. It can't recreate anything. But we said in the catechism, with the Word of God, that water is a baptism, a true baptism. So notice what's happening in baptism. We who came from dust, who are nothing but dust from the fall, are brought to the waters of baptism. And in the font, we return to God's creating element. We're brought to God's creating element, water. And there the water is given to us, poured on us. And as we are given the waters, the Spirit hovers over those waters as God says, I baptize you in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. So that with those words, the water is no plain water. Instead, this water becomes life-giving water. But it doesn't come out of nowhere. This is life-giving water which flowed from our Lord's pierced side along with His blood. The waters of the font are life-giving waters because in them is the blood of Christ. And in the blood of Christ is the life of Christ given to you. This water, this blood, it first washes you. Washes you of all the corruption of the soul, of the soul, even as it continues to wash from you now all corruption of the flesh. It starts to wash you in the font. It continues throughout your life. And as the waters, the Word and the Spirit come together, there you can see the very hands of God creating by the Spirit through the Word in the water. Your dust having water poured over you. You become clay in His hands. Whereby the Word and the Spirit and through the trials and persecutions of this life in Christ, His hands work to mold and fashion you into an image. Into the image of Christ crucified. As you're molded into that image, Christ crucified becomes the reality that you're fashioned into. Christ crucified is your reality in baptism. And into the image of Christ risen, you're also molded into. Which is the reality we are fashioned into at the completion of our baptism. When at the completion of our baptism, that's the final resurrection. That's the final image you're molded into. The image of Christ crucified, risen. And at the beginning, when we're created, we didn't deserve to be created in the original creation. Even more so now as we're corrupted by sin, we in no way deserve to be recreated by God in baptism. But the image of Christ crucified as the waters and blood flow from His side, this is the image of the love of God who pours Himself out for us in His grace. It's all grace. In the, in the original creation, we were created out of nothing by water, word, 
spirit and dust into the image and likeness of God. In baptism, we are recreated again. Water, word, spirit, and dust from the image of death and dust to the image of life eternal and Christ crucified and risen. Where we are justified, recreated in Christ's resurrection. Where we are remade in the image of Christ so that we are sons of God, heirs with Him to life eternal. Not only can water with the Word do such great things, but as we heard last week and as we hear from Christ today, baptism is necessary for salvation. Look at the Gospel lesson. After Nicodemus calls our Lord a teacher and says that in his miracles implies that Christ is also a prophet. That's all Nicodemus confesses about Jesus. He's a teacher and a prophet. And to this our Lord says, Most assuredly I say to you, unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Again a little later. Most assuredly I say to you, unless one is born of water and the Spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. That which is born of the flesh is flesh. That which is born of the Spirit is spirit. Again a little later, Jesus says, No one has ascended to heaven but he who came down from heaven, that is, the Son of Man who is in heaven. And as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, even so must the Son of Man be lifted up, that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. So what Jesus is saying is, Jesus is claiming he's no mere teacher. He's no mere prophet. He's no mere man. Jesus, underneath all this, is saying to Nicodemus, I am the Son of God, the Word incarnate, the Christ who must be lifted up. Jesus is also saying that the waters of which we must be born are no mere waters. As Jesus is lifted up through the very waters and blood from his side. And the Spirit, the Spirit of which we must be born, Jesus says, is no mere Spirit, but is the Spirit which, God, with, which Christ gives up in his dying breath. Christ gives up the ghost. That's the Spirit. And the Spirit He gives up on the cross is the Spirit you receive in the waters and blood from His side. The waters and the Spirit come together to you in baptism. There in the font. The new birth in baptism, Christ says, is necessary. Because only when you are born again only when you're recreated with new eyes of faith can you then see the kingdom of God as you look upon Christ crucified lifted up. Only with eyes of faith can you see the angels ascending and descending upon His cross, showing heaven is open. Only when you are born again can you be born into the divine family. In this life, you're born into a family, to your Father, with His name, in the place where you grow up. That defines your entire life here. Likewise, in baptism, you are born of water and the Spirit. You are born into the divine family, into the body of Christ, where God is now your Father, where you now have your Father's name as you grow up in the church where you live. Only when you are born again, when you're born from on high, only then are you united to Him who came down from heaven. Only when we approach the Son of Man in baptism do we enter the kingdom of heaven. Because the Son of Man is in heaven. 
Wherever Christ is, there is heaven. And when we come together, gathered around him in baptism, every Sunday morning we're at the gates of heaven here on earth. Even tonight we're at the gates of heaven here on earth. Without the rebirth of the water and the Spirit, all that remains of us would be dust to be returned to the earth. Only in the waters with the Word does the Spirit given there make us, take us and unite us to the Son. Only in the Son is the Father revealed to us as the Father. You see what happens there in the waters. The Spirit takes us, brings us to Christ. Christ reveals us to the Father. Only in the waters is the Trinity truly revealed. Only by being born again does the reality of the Trinity, what we confess in the Creed, only in the waters does the Creed become our reality that we're put into, in which we live. This baptismal reality in the Trinity, it's forever because it's the reality of Christ. This is your reality, where God is your Father. You're in the divine family, where the Lord's Prayer and the Creed are your family jewels which we treasure. You're baptized so that the body and blood of Christ are now yours, not by your obligation, but by divine right. All of that happens by being reborn in the waters. How can water do such great things? We confess only with God's word. Amen. Now may the peace of God which surpasses all understanding keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Amen.
a certain woman of the company lifted her voice and cried, Blessed is the womb that bare thee, and the paps which thou hast sucked. But Jesus answered, Yea, rather, blessed are they that hear the word of God and keep it. A certain woman of the company lifted her voice and cried, Blessed is the womb that bare thee, and the paps which thou hast sucked. But Jesus answered, Yea, rather, blessed are they that hear the word of God and keep it. O Lord, have mercy upon us. O Christ, have mercy upon us. O Lord, have mercy upon us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. I believe in God the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sits at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit the Holy Christian Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting.
Amen. I said, O Lord, be merciful unto me. Heal my soul, for I have sinned against thee. Return, O Lord, how long? And let it repent thee concerning thy servants. Let thy mercy, O Lord, be upon us, according as we hope in thee. Let thy priests be clothed with righteousness, and let thy saints shout for joy. O Lord, save our rulers. Let the king hear us when we call. Save thy people and bless thine inheritance. Feed them also and lift them up forever. Remember thy congregation, which thou hast purchased of old. Peace be within thy walls and prosperity within thy palaces. Let us pray for our absent brethren. O thou, our God, save thy servants that trust in thee. Let us pray for the brokenhearted and the captives. Redeem Israel, O God, out of all his troubles. Send them help from the sanctuary, and strengthen them out of Zion. Hear my prayer, O Lord, and let my cry come unto thee. Out of the depths have I cried unto thee, O Lord. Lord, hear my voice. Let thine ears be attentive to the voice of my supplications. Out of the depths have I cried unto thee, O Lord. If thou, Lord, shouldest mark iniquities, O Lord, who shall stand? But there is forgiveness with thee, that thou mayest be feared. Out of the depths have I cried unto thee, O Lord. I wait for the Lord, my soul doth wait, and in his word do I hope. My soul waiteth for the Lord more than they watch for the morning. I say, more than they watch for the morning. Out of the depths have I cried unto thee, O Lord. Let Israel hope in the Lord, for with the Lord there is mercy, and with him is plenteous redemption. And he shall redeem Israel from all his iniquities. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Out of the depths have I cried unto thee, O Lord. Turn us again, O God of hosts. Cause thy face to shine, and we shall be saved. Arise, O Christ, for our help, and redeem us for thy mercy's sake. Hear my prayer, O Lord, and let my cry come unto thee. Grant, O Lord, strength to your people against the ills of all adversity. Enrich us with the blessing of your peace, that in the abundance of our quiet we may all give glory to you in your holy temple. Heavenly Father, you teach us that the word of God in and with the water does great things, working forgiveness of sins, rescuing us from death and the devil, and giving us the gift of eternal salvation. Without your word, the water is plain water and no baptism. But with your word, our baptism is life-giving water, rich in grace, and washing of the new birth in the Holy Spirit. Thank you for this precious teaching. Forgive us all doubt. Grant us firm faith to trust your word in the water, that every blessing of baptism may be ours. We beseech you, O Lord, grant us that being taught by wholesome fasting and abstaining from harmful vices, we may the more see our wretchedness and value your forgiveness. We beseech you, Almighty God, look upon the hearty desires of your humble servants and stretch forth the right hand of your majesty to be our defense against all our enemies. Almighty and everlasting God, who hates nothing that you have created and forgives the sins of all those who are penitent, create and make in us new and contrite hearts that we, 
worthily lamenting our sins and acknowledging our wretchedness, may obtain of you, the God of all mercy, perfect remission and forgiveness. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, ever one God, world without end. Amen. Give peace in our days, O Lord, because there is none other that fighteth for us except thou, our God. O Lord, let there be peace in thy strength and abundance in thy towers. O Lord, our Heavenly Father, almighty and everlasting God, who has safely brought us to the beginning of this day, defend us in the same with thy mighty power, and grant that this day we fall into no sin, neither run into any kind of danger, but that all our doings, being ordered by thy governance, may be righteous in thy sight. Through Jesus Christ, thy Son, our Lord, who liveth and reigneth with thee and the Holy Ghost, ever one God, world without end. Amen. We give thanks unto thee, Heavenly Father, through Jesus Christ, thy dear Son, that thou hast protected us through the night from all harm and danger. And we beseech thee to preserve and keep us this day also from all sin and evil, that in all our thoughts, words, and deeds we may serve and please thee. Into thy hands we commend our bodies and souls and all that is ours. Let thy holy angel have charge concerning us, that the wicked one have no power over us. Amen. Bless we the Lord. Thanks be to God. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, and the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit, be with you all. Amen.